0: Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Welcome, everybody, to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. I appreciate you guys being here with me for this episode. This is episode number 95, and we're going to be covering something that I referred to in the last podcast. Uh, The last episode, I mentioned the idea of building an inner circle and the law of the inner circle, and I made the comment during that podcast that I was going to post a link to a previous podcast that had discussed this law, and I was mistaken. I went back and looked, and I have touched on The Law of the Inner Circle in several podcasts, but we had never dedicated an entire podcast to it, and so I thought that we would do that this time. So we're going to be talking about The Law of the Inner Circle. It's law number 11 in the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. That is one of the best books you could ever read. I will be posting a link to that book in the show notes at scottrossonline.com slash 95, and that's the number 95. Don't spill it out. And I also have taught a course on the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership where I go through all 21 laws in detail. Uh, that course is available on scottrossonline.com. It normally is $199. However, it's on sale right now on the website for just $99. Bucks, but I just thought I'd do something cool for the listeners of this podcast. And so I'm going to make it even half of the sale price, meaning it would only be $49 right now. So just use the coupon code podcast95 altogether, podcast number 95. and. It'll only be $49. That's 75% off. It's an instant download, so you could immediately begin going through it. Again, I'll post the link to that and the information to that in the show notes at scottrossonline.com slash 95. So let's dive into this law of the inner circle. And the law says this, a leader's potential is determined by those closest to him. A leader's potential is determined by those closest to him. The big takeaway right off the top is this, no one ever does anything great alone. At the time of this recording, the Cleveland Cavaliers have just won the NBA championship and it was a huge breakthrough for the city of Cleveland and for LeBron James as an athlete. And whether you're a LeBron lover or hater, you got to feel great for the city of Cleveland. I mean, those fans have gone through absolutely uh, an unbelievable run over the last 50, 60 years. There's a great documentary by ESPN on their 30 for 30 series called Believe Land. I would recommend you watch that. It's a, tremendous history of sports in the city of cleveland but anyway everybody's talking about lebron and everybody's talking about this historic series that lebron had and there's no question he had an incredible series he is the first player in history to lead both teams in every statistical category points rebounds assists steals and blocks absolutely crazy but you know what's really crazy The Cavaliers don't even get out of Game 5 if Kyrie Irving doesn't drop 41 points on the Golden State Warriors. I mean, the series is over, and it's over in a rout. Uh, We're talking about the Warriors as the greatest team possibly in history, having set the single-season record for most victories in a season, and then, of course, almost uh, sweeping their way through to the finals and routing the Cavaliers in five games. Kyrie Irving turned the series around with that performance. We can go back through history and we can see this happening over and over again. I mean, Jordan doesn't win without Pippen. Joe Montana, who some people would contend is the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Uh, He doesn't have that historic drive to beat the Bengals in his first Super Bowl. If Dwight Clark doesn't make a miracle grab of a pass that... Literally, Montana airmails out the back of the end zone against the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. I can remember it as if it's yesterday. I still cry and curl up in the fetal position thinking about that. Montana is running for his life. He's about to be sacked. He airmails the pass. And out of nowhere, like Superman, comes Dwight Clark. We're never talking about Joe Montana if Dwight Clark doesn't make that catch. Leaders have to deliver. There is no substitute for performance. LeBron had to deliver. Jordan had to deliver. Montana had to deliver. But without a good team, the leader is often never even given the opportunity to deliver. And that is the law of the inner circle. You know, uh, many of you may know that I was mentored by John Maxwell, who is the number one leadership guru in the world, have immense respect for Dr. Maxwell, and I'm also a founding member of the John Maxwell leadership team. And when I was with John one time, he said something that absolutely blew my mind. And I think about this very frequently. He said that when he was at 40 years of age, he was not where he wanted to be. Now, this is a remarkable statement in and of itself because at this point he has a very successful corporation. Uh, He has written a book. And he says that the reason he wasn't where he wanted to be, and this is his words, was that he had not developed an inner circle. He said at that moment he made the most important decision in his business life. Now, when John Maxwell says, This is the most important decision I've ever made, You get your pen out, you make sure it's ready, and you take notes. He said the most important business decision he'd ever made was this, that he would devote more time, energy, and money, and whatever else to developing his inner circle than anything else he would spend his time, energy, and money on. Let me say that more succinctly. He said he would devote more time, energy, and money to developing his inner circle than anything else. Wow. See, The people near us are either going to help us and be a blessing, or they're going to hinder us and be a curse. Something I talk about with my leaders a lot is the two bucket principle. What is the two bucket principle? See, every person in your life, and especially those in your inner circle, is carrying around two imaginary buckets at all times. The first bucket has gasoline in it, and the other bucket has water in it. And whenever they come upon a spark, They're either going to douse that spark with gasoline or with water. Now, the key is having the discernment to know which bucket you should use. You see, some people's spiritual gift is using the wrong bucket. They come across something that is not a positive, some little spark of negativity within the organization maybe it's gossip. Maybe it is that a project is going a little bit sideways. Maybe there is a leader who's maybe operated or acted in a small, inappropriate way. And they have a bucket of water in which they could douse that and minimize the issue. But what do they do? They Take their bucket of gasoline and turn that spark of negativity into a bonfire of negativity, and it takes the entire organization off the line. Similarly, there are people who will come across something super positive in an organization. Maybe it is a new direction, a new idea, a new concept, a new brand, a new tool, a new system, and it could be big for the organization. It could mean great things for the organization. And what do they do? They douse it with water, with criticism, with critique, with cynicism, with skepticism. These people have a spiritual gift of taking something little and making it worse. See, the higher you go in an organization, here's what you're going to find out. The higher you are, the later to the scene you will be. Who gets to the scene of the crime or who gets to the scene where action is taking place first? It is typically not the leader, especially not the leaders who are at a high level. It is the people in the inner circle. And so you need people who are going to be arriving on the scene first to know what to do with their buckets, whether I should use gasoline or whether I should use water. And having those kinds of people in your inner circle is absolutely going to either help and bless you, or hinder and curse you. Building your inner circle is critical to your long-term success. Write this down. Nobody does everything well. Nobody does everything well. I know what I do well. And what I do well, I do pretty well. But there's a lot of things I don't do well. And I know very clearly what those things are. Mother Teresa said, You can do what I cannot do, and I can do what you cannot do. And so together, we can do great things. This is the idea of the inner circle. So how do we build an inner circle? As you consider whether individuals should be in your inner circle, I want you to ask yourself some questions, and I want you to think about these criteria for developing your inner circle. I've got 10 things to think about, and we're going to run through them pretty quickly. The first question is this. Do they have influence with other people? you know that influence is the hallmark of leadership. It is the foundation of leadership. It is the very definition of leadership. Leadership is whether you have influence with another person. Leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And so one of the keys to successful leadership is the ability to influence the people who influence other people. You need people in your inner circle. Again, they're going to be first to the scene. Can they influence the people at the scene? If they cannot influence those people They should not be in your inner circle because it's going to be difficult for them to add a lot of value to you. Your job is going to be influencing your inner circle knowing that they are capable of influencing others. So if you have a person that you are thinking about putting in your inner circle, but you ask, do they have influence with others? You know, for instance, if, if, if they don't have anybody's respect, if no one would follow them, if no one would listen to them, it's probably not somebody you want to have in your inner circle. Could they maybe be an advisor here and there? Yes, but they're not an inner circle candidate. The second question is, do they bring complimentary gifts to the table? I, I know what my gifts are. I know what my strengths are, and I know what my weaknesses are as well. And do I want people in my inner circle who have some of my strengths? Absolutely. But I also need to be very purposeful in bringing people into the inner circle that have gifts that are completely different than mine because they will see in my blind spots. You know, we've talked about the law of the mirror before and the law of the mirror says you naturally attract people who are like yourself. Well, that's both a positive and a negative. It's a positive because the things about you that are positive will naturally come to you and the people that follow you. But it's a negative in the sense that you have to be purposeful about getting a different kind of person. For instance, I am very, very task oriented. My emotional IQ, Although growing and although uh, something that I work on consistently, my EQ, as they call it, is not my natural strength. Empathizing with people, seeing how people are feeling. Having a sense for how they feel after we make an announcement or we take a direction or we talk to them, that's not my natural gift. So I need people in my inner circle who, they have the pulse of people. They naturally empathize with people. They have an emotional IQ that is very high. That's just one area where I need complimentary gifts. You know, I'm a big picture thinker. I'm thinking two, three, four, five years down the road. I hate little details of this and that. So guess what? I need people that that is their gift. So you should ask yourself, do you bring people to the table into your inner circle that have complimentary gifts to you? If you're a detail-oriented person, you need big picture thinkers. If you're an emotional person, you need task-oriented people and vice versa. Okay, guys, let's take a minute before I continue and just talk about something that is a huge factor in our lives, and that is productivity. You know, as a leader, we want to be focused on income-producing activities, things that are getting our organization results and moving us forward. And one of the things that was taking me off the line on a daily basis was email. I was absolutely drowning in email. I was missing important emails because of the deluge of unimportant emails that I had to wade through. I was spending hours of my life trying to wade through emails. Email, creating all these different mechanisms and folders, and it was just insane. And then all of a sudden, something came into my life that changed everything, and it's called Sanebox S A N E B O X. Sanebox has absolutely changed my life because today I never miss an important email. Today I only spend a m- few minutes max and I'm not exaggerating a few minutes a day managing email and replying to email and it's all because of SaneBox. It's absolutely amazing. It lets you do so much I couldn't list it all here. I'll just tell you that it's going to learn what's important to you. It's going to help you prioritize all your messages. allows you to unsubscribe from things you don't want to see in one click. No must, no fuss. It can notify you when somebody hasn't responded, responded to an important message so you know to follow up. It can send you email in the future and instead of right now as and if you can't deal with it now, you just say send it to me later. I mean, there's a, me- a million things it can do. All I'm telling you is you've got to try SaneBox. And for our listeners, we have an amazing offer. You can go to saneboxcom Ross. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X.com/slash/s-c-o-t-t-r-o-s-s. And first of all, they're going to give you a free trial. But when your 30-day free trial is up, uh, you could cancel, of course. No, no big deal. But you're going to be dying to just subscribe. And when you do, uh, you're going to get $20 off your subscription because you're a listener to the show. So go to sandboxcom slash Scott Ross, get out of your inbox, get on with your life. The third question to ask yourself is this, are they strategic within my organization? Do they hold a strategic position? Obviously someone can add value to you at any level of your organization, but when you're really thinking about the inner circle, these need to be the people who can make a big impact in your organization and are going to play a major role in what you try to accomplish as an organization. And so people who are the lowest possible person on the totem pole, it's not that they can't add a lot of value to you. They absolutely can. And in fact, you should have a mechanism where receiving their feedback, receiving their input, getting their questions answered is something that you do as a leader. But you probably don't want to bring them into your inner circle just yet. You want people who are strategic, within your organization. Next, do they add value to you? And do they add value to the organization? Don't bring somebody into the inner circle just because they are strategic. Don't bring somebody into their inner circle just because they have complimentary gifts. I mean, if this is a person that adds no value to you and really doesn't add a lot of value to the organization, I wouldn't bring them in my inner circle. I have a friend that had an organization and um, they had a person that was a C-level executive within their company. And this C-level executive was absolutely a cancer. I mean, he would chop Um, his leader's legs out from under him. Any chance he got, he would gossip about the leadership team. He was constantly criticizing where the organization was going, but he did have a very high-level position in in the organization. Ultimately, they had to move him out of the organization, but that took quite a bit of time. In the meantime, he was not the right person to be in the inner circle of this leader. His role was strategic, but he did not add value to the leader, and therefore he wasn't a good candidate. The other thing that has similar, it's similar concept, but not only do they add value to you, the question is, do they positively impact the other inner circle members? So you want people who are in your inner circle to want to be in your inner circle. You want it to be a band of brothers and sisters. You want it to be people who are in the foxhole together, who are arm in arm, and they trust one another, and they love one another. And if you have somebody in the inner circle that no one else can stand, it's going to Disrupt the chemistry of the team and chemistry is absolutely vital. So be cautious of bringing somebody into the inner circle that other people don't get along with, that other people don't like. Let me say this here while I'm on this subject, by the way, many of the people who are listening to this podcast are followers in somebody's organization and would like to be in their leader's inner circle. Well, ask yourself. Am I the kind of person that other people want to be around? Am I the kind of person that other people get along with, that has good chemistry with? Because if you are a person that creates bad chemistry, let me tell you what I see happen a lot. I see someone get on the good side of the leader, and because the leader likes them, they think that it's irrelevant that everybody else doesn't like them. They, they think it's okay. Well, the leader likes me. The leader sees value. So screw all of you people because you're beneath me. You're beneath me because the leader likes me. Well, any wise leader, no matter how much they may like you, is not going to bring you into the inner circle if your peers do not also see value from the relationship with you. So I would make that a priority because if you're wondering why am I not getting more play with my leader, that might be a reason. Your leader has to factor in the opinions of all his other leaders. He would be cutting off his nose to spite his face, or she would be cutting off her nose to spite her face if they elevate someone that's a cancer in the organization, because it would cause all the other leaders to lose respect and trust and want to go another direction. And no leader can afford for that to happen. Next question is, have I spent a lot of time with this person? It should take time to get in the inner circle. No one who's brand new should ever be allowed to get into the inner circle. And one of the things that people do that's a mistake is they bring people into the inner circle far too soon. We need to know this person. We need to know what they're made of, their moral fabric, their character. Are they someone that can be trusted? And that is something that only time can reveal, which leads to the next question. Do you trust them? You must have Total trust of your inner circle. If there is any doubt whether you can trust someone, they do not get into your inner circle. When I say totally trust, I mean totally trust. If you have any hesitation, they don't get in. If there's any doubt, they don't get in. You cannot live your life wondering about the motives of your inner circle. These must be people that have your back and have each other's back come what may, no matter what, zero chance they would ever stab you in the back or stab one another in the back. If there is any doubt about it, they don't get into the inner circle. And there again, if you want to be in the inner circle of some leader, are you living your life in such a way that there would be zero doubt about bringing you in? You know, there's people who in front of my face tell me how awesome our organization is, how great I am, how great our other leaders are. But then I hear that they say quite the opposite when they're not around me. Do you think that your leader doesn't get these reports back? You literally are delusional if you think that everything you say to someone else doesn't get back to the person you're talking about. Of course the leaders hear that stuff. And wherever there's doubt, you're not getting in. You're going to be kept at arm's length. You must trust your inner circle because you gotta move with speed. I mean, there's a book called The Speed of Trust. Uh, you should absolutely read that book. Trust creates speed, and we're trying to get things done fast. We cannot be slowed down with a lack of it. Okay, the next question is Are they experienced? Again, you want somebody in your inner circle that brings something to the table and experiences something that is priceless. I mean, somebody who's been through the battle, someone who's been in the fight, someone who has been there, done that, is someone you need in the inner circle. I can't tell you how valuable it is to be in a a situation and somebody say, you know what this reminds me of? And they tell you about a scenario they've already been through and the decisions that were made in that scenario and whether those decisions had a positive result or a negative result. Having that level of experience is absolutely Priceless. They've got to have maturity. They've got to have wisdom. And another thing is this people who have a lot of experience are not going to be spending most of their time idolizing you or being enamored with you. And as a leader, yeah, it might seem cool to have someone enamored with you. Let me tell you, in your inner circle, it's not that cool. You want people in your inner circle that, yes, respect you and look up to you to a degree, but at the same time, they've got to be somebody that will just look you in the eye and tell you as it is. They've got to be somebody who is going to spend most most of their time wanting to add value to you because they love you and they love the organization. And there's that trust and that brotherhood rather than because they idolize you. And somebody who idolizes you is never going to tell you what you need to hear. They're going to tell you what they think you want to hear, which is not what you want in the inner circle. All right. Two last questions. Have they had success? This kind of lends to the experience thing, but you need to have somebody who's had wins. You you can't be, um given somebody a sh- w- let me say it this way Bringing someone into your inner circle can't be their shot at what they've always tried to want to accomplish. Like this can't be their big win. They need to have won before, which is why they get into the inner circle. They need to have demonstrated success apart from the inner circle, which is why they get in. And then last but not least, and this may seem a little bit redundant, but I think that this is its own category, and that is, are they compatible with you? I mean, you're going to spend a lot of time with these people. You're going to spend most of your life with these people. You need to like them. Life is too short to have people in your inner circle that you don't like. You know, there's the old joke, hit the ball, drag Charlie, hit the ball, drag Charlie. After a while, you don't want to hit the ball. You want to hit Charlie because every time you hit the ball, you got to drag the guy to the base. That's not what we want in our teams. You want someone you love, that you like, that's good to be around, that it's not hard to be around. And um, so ask yourself, is this person compatible with me before they get into your inner circle? Okay, so let's do some exercises and let's do some application for this idea. The first thing I want you to do is list your inner circle, five to seven people that are closest to you. Maybe this exercise is going to be a wake-up call in and of itself because you don't really have an inner circle. And that's going to say, aha, this is an area we need to work on. But if you have a list of five to seven people, write their names down real quick. If you're driving, don't, don't write this down while you're driving. <laughs> now. What I want you to do is next to every one of their names, I want you to give it a numeric value, and it will either be a plus or a minus. It will be a positive or a negative number on a scale from 1 to 10. So, for instance, you might have Joe, and you might put plus 4. You might have Sam, and he may be a minus 3. If you consider yourself a member of a leader's inner circle, So every name on the list, you're going to give it a positive and a minus. And what does that mean? That means whether when you get around them, how much of a positive in your life are they? Or how much of a negative are they? Do you want to go around them because they fill you up and they're a plus seven? Or do you want to avoid them because every time you're around them, they're a negative six? This is something to consider if you want to be in somebody's inner circle as well. If you consider yourself a member of a leader's inner circle or you want to be a member of a leader's inner circle, ask yourself, are you a plus or a minus? Are you giving or taking whenever you're around that leader? You know, there's, there's another way we can divide the human race. We already talked about one way to divide the human race with the gas and water buckets and the people who know how to use them. But another way is that the world is divided into two groups of people the lifters and the leaners. Well, ask yourself, are you a lifter or a leaner? Do you help lift the load or do you lean on the people lifting or even worse, lean on the load, making it harder to lift? I have a lot of people in my organization who are very good people and they mean well. I love them to death, but just candidly, they're leaners. They want everything spoon fed to them. Even though the answer to a question could be found within five minutes of even trying to find the answer, or heck, they could just think for a minute and actually the answer would come to them. Nope. Second a question comes to their mind, boom. Text or call Scott because they want it simply fed to them. I love them, but they're a leaner. They're not a lifter. When something cool's rolled out, they're pointing out how it should have been better. Oh, well, but see, did you notice this one thing? I mean, kind of good try, but you should have done this. That's a leaner. Now, I'm also blessed to have a ton of lifters. They solve problems. They figure stuff out. They insulate the top leadership from, you know, the grassroots by handling things at as low a level as possible. Those people are a huge blessing. They are lifters. I just ask you, which are you, a leaner or a lifter? Your inner circle needs to be built up with lifters. And you know what? I mean, we could take this whole podcast and sum it up like this. Get an inner circle made out of lifters who know which bucket to use. (laughs) If you did that right there, you would be ahead of 99% of the leaders in the world. So look at your list. Look at the positives and negative numbers. And the people who are negatives, we need to move them out of the inner circle, and we need to replace them with positive number people who meet the 10 criteria that I gave you. And maybe those who are not that positive, maybe if it's only like a positive one, a plus one, a plus two, we need to look at maybe replacing those people with people who are even more positive in your life. You know, some other questions you can ask yourself that are application questions are this, who within your team can make a real difference? Who is a real difference maker, an influencer, an, an innovator, And. Who do you need in your team to complete you to create leadership excellence? So a good thing to do here is to list your strengths and then list your weaknesses and make a list of the kinds of leaders you need in your inner circle to complement you and complete your leadership excellence. Another question you can ask yourself is this, are you intentional in relationship building? As a leader, so that you can be cultivating these inner circle members and even know who they are, be able to identify them and say, okay, this is a person in my organization that, you know what, there's a lot there that's great. And you know what, Um, give it six months, a year, this person could be an inner circle person. I need to really cultivate them and, and build my relationship with them. Are you being intentional in that way? Or are you a lone ranger leader? You're trying to do it all on your own, you don't talk to anybody. You don't consult anybody. No one's giving you feedback. I've said this already, but do the people in your inner circle possess strengths in your areas of weakness? It's a good reflection question. And are you surrounding yourself with people who lean or people who lift? Guys, John Maxwell said it. The most important business decision he ever made was deciding to put more resources into developing his inner circle than anything else, and I will tell you that the results speak for themselves. At the time that he made that decision, he had written one book, and it was not a leadership book per se. It was called The Success Journey, and it was about him moving his company from one side of the country to the other and the lessons that he learned in that move as a leader and as a corporation. From there, he has gone on to publish uh, more than 40 books. He is the number one best-selling leadership guru of all time. He's in the Amazon.com Hall of of Fame for having um, five books sell more than two million copies each in the nonfiction category. No author has ever done that before. Um, And of course, he is impacting people all over the world with his equip organization. Making a decision to focus on his inner circle is what allowed all those things to take place. What could you accomplish if you built a team of people who would complete your leadership excellence, compliment you, carried the buckets and knew what to do with them, and were lifters, not leaners? It would make an absolutely huge impact on your ability to accomplish things and get things done. I hope this has been valuable to you guys. Again, I'll post everything in the show notes, scottrossonline.com slash 95. And I can't wait to be with you again in the next episode. Until then, keep raising your lid. God bless you. Bye-bye. You have enjoyed this audio program. For more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at Scott